It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios. In Lake George, New York, I'm Bill Caligero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by the Title Bout Championship computer game. Why, you don't have a copy? Listen, if you're looking for the best simulation game on the market, look no further than the Title Bout. Uh, we use it here when we do the blast, and uh, you could put... Fighters from yesterday year against fighters today. You can uh, switch around weight classes. It's great. Get yourself a copy now. Visit TitleBoutBoxing.com. Uh, tell them Billy C sent you. Demand a Billy C discount. You can also get to the website by visiting our site, BillyCBoxing.com, and clicking on the um, the banner, the Title Bout banner. Uh, today's show is also being brought to us in part by... Uh, the Southern Gourmet Spice Company. Look, uh, Kenny Bear's Barbecue Rub, uh, it makes everything taste better. Get yourself a bottle of that. Oh, wait, but there's more. There's the uh, Kenny Bear's uh, Cajun Spice, which is my new uh, favorite. And, of course, the Kenny Bear's uh, All-Purpose Salt. Get yourself a copy of all of it. Actually, get yourself a couple of bottles of it all. Make sure you tell them. Billy C sent you and demand a Billy C discount. If they don't give it to you, you demand it again. Tell them you cancel the order. These guys are great, uh, and uh, so is this stuff. So make sure you get uh, yourself a bottle of each uh, as soon as possible. Visit southerngourmetspice.com. That's southerngourmetspice.com. Don't forget to tell them Billy C sent you. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Man on the Planet. Is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of this book right now where you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com or, of course, amazon.com. If you're looking to get a signed copy, drop me an email, billy at talkingboxing. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Hey, before we get started, uh, my man is in the chat room, uh, his handle, Bearded Oliver. You know, I was thinking of today, Oliver, because... Uh, you know, I, I, I noticed that uh, uh, they put Brown on, on the IR. Uh, we're, we're talking jet talk here real quick. And uh, I knew it. I called it. I think you responded uh, when I uh, commented on it when they signed him. Uh, you knew damn well he was going to get hurt. Ah, oh, the Jets, whatever. Hey, it's boxing. A uh, couple of things right now I want to get into. We're going to give our predictions and breakdowns on the big fight scheduled for this weekend. Uh, Triple G is challenging Canelo Alvarez for the super middleweight world title. Uh, but first, I just want to touch base real quick. The uh, update for uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua looks like they're uh, leaning towards the December 3rd date. Uh, apparently, contracts have been given. Have not heard uh, if uh, anything's been signed, sealed, and delivered yet. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Anthony Joshua, his trainer, one of his trainers, um, Angel uh, Fernandez, claims that 
uh, should Joshua fight Usyk in a third fight, he'll definitely beat him. A, a third fight? I mean, uh, you know, why would we? Uh, why would we even consider that? But uh, uh, anyway, let's jump to the big fight this weekend: pay per view on the Zone. Triple G is challenging uh, Canelo Alvarez. It's their third matchup. Uh, the first two were entertaining. Um, you know, uh, the draw, many people thought Triple G won. Uh, even the win that Canelo got uh, could have gone either way. They were, they were close fights. Uh, who knows what this next fight uh, is going to bring. Uh, but uh, joining us right now uh, is my man uh, Dax Khan. And uh, we'll get uh, his thoughts on it. What's up, Dax? Uh, you're, you're, uh, I think you're muted, brother. I'm not hearing you. How you doing? There you there. go. There's the voice we all know and loathe. I mean, love, but, uh, there's my man. Uh, what's your thoughts on the, the first two fights anyway, before we get into this one? Did, did you think that, uh, Triple G won the, the second one? I did. Um, Triple G, for all intents purposes, um... More or less, they they did to Triple G what Floyd Mayweather did to Manny Pacquiao by facing Marquez when Canelo faced Danny Jacobs to you know to feel him out and then to, you know to see whether or not he'd be able to uh, deal with what Triple G has. And up until then, you know Triple G, after that last fight, you know he's kind of sort of went into limbo facing guys, yeah, with undefeated records, but, you know, who did they beat? Like, um, Steve Rolls and, and uh, Zermento, then he faces Murata earlier this year, who at one point in time, I thought was really going to develop into something if he would have had a better team. And he's been inactive, and he's 40 years old now, and let's be honest, as much as, and as skilled as Canelo is, um, make no doubt about it, you have to, yeah, you have to knock him out, and that's that that's just the fact of it, which is why I'm not really interested in this fight. You you have to knock Canelo out, and the reason why I say that is look at the Floyd Mayweather match when Canelo wasn't really a biggest star then, and Floyd Mayweather didn't even get a unanimous decision in the Bivol fight. Weisfeld and um, Dave Moretti, those two are on that. Golden Boy payroll, or now Matchroom payroll, I guess you could say. Uh, Dave Moretti against Laura had it 115-113 for Canelo. Um, the Triple G rematch, uh, he did have that for uh, Triple G. One, uh, no, he had that 115-113 uh, for Canelo. Uh, Weisfeld had it for Triple G. Um, Moretti at the Kovalev fight, even though uh, Canelo won by knockout. That was a two-point fight. Uh, the Jacobs fight, uh, Moretti and Weisfeld both had that uh, by two points. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I just really, I be it's due to that that I'm just disgusted with this. And it's a waste of not only fans' time, but waste of money. And after this, Canelo has been very uncharacteristic going into this. He's been in... B.J. Saunders and Caleb Plant mode, if you've realized that. And by doing by that, what I mean is he has been coming out very as if he had something personal against Triple G. 
Um, he, he wants to end his career. Um, he's been he's insulted Triple G several times. And there's somebody out there who's taking it personal, and that's a guy by the name of Dimitri Bivol, because him and Triple G are very good friends. And remember, Dimitri Bivol said, I'll drop down to 168, 175, wherever it is, and the next time I think he'll knock Canelo out, and Canelo can fight every other fighter in 168-pound division, 160-pound division, in the same night and beat them all. If he doesn't face Bivol after that, what's going to happen is Canelo is going to be exposed and his reputation is going to be forever tarnished. So I'm not really uh, sure what... I mean, it's, Triple G's 40 years old. He, he's been a pro for 14 years. He's had over 365 amateur fights. Why? Well, so, and not just to them. Why? Really, why? And Dazon. Dazon, I mean. And uh, pay-per-view? Come on, man. So, so uh, what you, uh, are you saying that you really don't like the fight? Not at all. Not at all. Hmm. Not at all. It's just it's it's just not fair. Not not at all. I mean, well, there's a couple of things. I, first of all, I could I can <laughs> it's not fair. I can relate to that because since the uh, previous fights, you know, Canelo has seemingly um, gotten much bigger. Of course, uh, more powerful. It seems. Um, plus, he 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 is uh, so much younger. Uh, the age is, is a big thing. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's certain fighters that traditionally bring out the best in in each other. Like if there's a, a true, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to say hatred, but, you know, a, a true, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, where, where fighters... You know, like like Sugar Ray uh, Leonard and, and Marvin Hagler. You know, Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard. It, it brings out the best in, in them when they fight each other. And and I think that Canelo and Triple G could. I think we could see that in, in this fight, despite the age difference and and everything else. Um, I think the easy pick is Canelo. Um, I, I do think that. Bivol proved and and I mean going back several years I mean you've always you personally have always said uh, how good Bivol was when they made this fight I was ex against you know Triple G and, and uh, I mean I'm sorry Canelo and, and Bivol I was extremely impressed with uh, Canelo to take the fight I thought that that was the toughest fight for him and uh, he didn't uh, didn't come out with the W I do think that there'll be a rematch um, I think uh, uh, Canelo is the type of fighter um, that I, I think what you're talking about him, you know, seemingly uh, making it personal against Triple G. I think that's partly because he's uh, really disappointed in himself that he lost to Bivol. And the other part is is promotional. If you recall, he had it out for Triple G uh, after the last fight because Triple G got pretty uncharacteristic of complaining about the decision and everything else and it's just dragged on uh for all this time but um some comments that they uh some quotes that they both have when they uh uh got to uh, uh their arrivals today um triple g when asked about fighting at 168 he says which i thought was pretty funny he says you know it really feels the same i, I feel the same he says Maybe uh, one or two more dinners, a couple of more burgers, a few more tacos, you know, uh, about the extra weight, which I, I thought was uh, uh, kind of uh, kind of cool. And, and he also said that uh, the, uh, winning this fight 
uh, isn't for him. It's it's for the sport. Um, you know, he, he's trying to bring uh, boxing's position back as a premier sport. You know, I love this about Triple G, Dax, because, you know, he's always been like that. You know, he, he is a throwback in a sense where, you know, last great era in boxing in, in the 80s and stuff, um, you know, the big fights were made. When, when the fighters, uh, when the fans wanted to see two specific fighters, the fighters made it happen regardless of promotional uh, uh, clashes, etc. something that we don't see as much today. And I do agree with, with Triple G that should he win this fight, or even if it's a really good, entertaining fight, that uh, it would help the sport. What's your thoughts? If it was a good, entertaining fight, yeah, I could say it would help the sport. But um, I just, I mean, I don't see Triple G getting knocked out. Um, I think that... Um, we're going to see him push back. I think that um, we're going to see him fight harder than he ever has. But also, on the other hand, I just, I just, I just, outside of a knockout, I've honestly, and I've, I'm, I'm a Canelo fan, you know that. I just really, the, the, the Bivol fight put a bad taste in my mouth. Those scorecards, and then afterwards, going and looking and reviewing the history of Canelo. And what a lot of critics have said, and yes, don't get me wrong, Canelo is very much a pound-for-pound pound worthy fighter. Not pound-for-pound pound number one, not pound-for-pound pound number two, three, or four. But um, the, the fact is that Triple G has to win by knockout. They waited him out. The guy's coming in one fight in over two years. And if Canelo did not lose to Bivol... Canelo wouldn't have made this fight. Let's be honest. No he way. He wouldn't have made this fight. No way. He wouldn't have. This, this he, is just a way of Canelo. He needs to come back and 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 do something spectacular to to kind of um you know the confidence building. But the one thing I can see happening in this fight is that Triple G has. At one point in time, I always thought I had the greatest jab in the sport when he used it. Um, you go back to the Lemieux fight when, remember, it was like a piston. He was like a mini Vladimir Klitschko. And Dimitri Bivol, he has actually now in the sport uh, the best jab in boxing. And Canelo, I don't know, maybe his confidence is a little dented, which is why he's been so uncharacteristic with the things he's saying that he's going to retire Triple G and who knows? Maybe Canelo can end up with a little bit of PTSD if Triple G comes out there fighting the way he did against Lemieux. You know, there's always one last good fight in every fighter. True. Um, so, you know, the comments that were made, I, I just said something. I just gave you a couple from uh, Triple G. And the other thing, too, by the way, that I think may factor into this fight is I believe this is the third or fourth fight he has without Abel Sanchez. He's extremely happy with, uh, with his team. And uh, I think that that may be beneficial uh, for him as well. Now, as far as uh, Canelo goes, you know, I, when asked about fighting Triple G for the third time in this third fight, uh, basically he gave a canned answer. I'm always prepared 100% for no matter who I fight, blah, blah, blah. But when they asked him the same question on what a win would mean to him, he says it's important to me, this kind of fight for my legacy and all the people that follow me. I'm hoping I could put on a good show for the people. Now, to me, 
there's a lot of me's in there, you know, uh, different than than uh, than Triple G. You know, uh, Triple G seems to put the sport uh, ahead, and uh, Canelo's worried about uh, his legacy, which is, you know, I'm not knocking him on that. But uh, uh, anyway, I do think it, it it's going to be a good fight. I, I Like you just said, um, you know, uh, there's always one good fight uh, left in, in fighters, especially aging fighters that know uh, the end is near. And I, I think that's certainly the case with, uh, with Triple G. Now, uh, me breaking down the fight. Uh, so your official prediction is what? Canelo by decision. By decision. Um, yeah, no matter what, it's going to be Canelo by decision. And like I said, and everybody can later on this week listen to, uh, or uh, next week listen to, when I break down um, some of the judges in the sport, like Steve Weisfeld and uh, Dave Moretti and some of these guys that are considered the top judges in the sport. And pretty much for whatever reason, they always seem to pick the money guy somehow, no matter how one-sided they're um, they're losing, and the the Canelo Bivol fight. When I rewatched that again, is what made me just realize that there's just certain guys in this sport. Unfortunately, you're not gonna beat on points, and there's a good chance even if you knock them out, they're gonna find a way to say it was a foul. Listen, and Canelo is one of those guys, just like uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather was one of those guys. It's it's and, been um, it, that's been going on for a long time. I'm going to read an email a little bit later, but uh, you know, one of my good friends, and obviously you you know him well, Marlon Starling. I mean, this is a guy when you look at his uh, record, you know, every one of those losses uh, except for one should have been wins, and he wasn't on the right side of the, the ring, you know. And and I mean, you're 100 percent correct. They. Uh, they know who's writing the checks, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, Canelo Alvarez, uh, he is currently the, uh, I guess the best thing to define him is the world super middleweight champion. He owns the uh, IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO belts, uh, which uh, clearly makes him uh, the uh, super middleweight champion. Uh, he's got a record of uh, 57 wins, two losses, and uh, two draws. Uh, his only losses came to uh, at the hands of Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, and uh, Dimitri Bivol, the one we were talking about before. His two draws, well, in his fifth pro fight against a three and five fighter, Jorge Juarez uh, and Triple G, have handed uh, Canelo his two draws. Fifty-seven wins, uh, thirty-nine coming by knockout. He's fought, uh, if you do the math, a total of 61 fights as a pro, 448 rounds with a 63.9% uh, knockout uh, ratio. Um, he's a former world uh, junior middleweight and middleweight and light heavyweight champion in addition to uh, his belt uh, uh, super middleweight title he's got now. He's 32 years old, eight years younger than uh, his opponent on Saturday night. Uh, he's also given up a couple of inches in height. He's five foot eight, listed as five foot eight, uh, which makes him two and a half inches shorter. And their reach is about the same. Uh, Canelo does have a, about a half inch more, but that's not going to make a difference. He's got a 70 and a half inch reach. Uh, his last fight, as we mentioned, was a 12 round unanimous decision to Dimitri Bivol uh, in May of this year. 
Uh, he's got some wins over great fighters. Sugar Shane Mosley, Orsolandi Lara, Angulo, Miguel Cotto, Amir Khan, Triple G, Danny Jacobs, Sergey Kovalev, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Sanders. I mean, listen, you could say what you want about Canelo, uh, but Canelo has proven uh, that he's willing to take some fights uh, against uh, all comers. Um, he, he does know how to pick fights, and sometimes uh, he didn't pick them right, like in his last fight. Um, Canelo Alvarez is a vicious body puncher. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's evolved into a little more safety. Uh, his defense, uh, at times, I think he, he doesn't have much of a defense because his head is always open, but his head movement, uh, uh, you know, makes him hard to hit at times. Uh, but he's also easy to hit at other times. So I, I think his aggression drives him. Um, I also think that he's the type of fighter that if you give him a shot, he's going to give you one back, maybe two back. Uh, so I, I think, Dax, your point about um, if Triple G can get his jab going, uh, it could neutralize um, uh, Canelo a little bit. Uh, and if uh, uh, Triple G can, can jab and move and jab and move, um, maybe uh, he steals some rounds or, or whatever. But uh, uh, let me pause for a second and get uh, Alex. Alex Papali's joining us now. What's up, Alex? Good evening, guys. How you doing? Good, good. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, Dax gave us his prediction. I'm in the middle of uh, uh, breaking down the fight. Uh, so uh, and then we'll throw it up to you. But we got uh, Canelo Alvarez. I was just mentioning. Now uh, I'll jump over to Triple G. He's currently, I'm going to call him the, the world middleweight champion. I mean, he's got the IBF, WBA, and IBO world uh, title belts. Uh, his last fight was a ninth-round stoppage over Royota Morata in April of this year. Um, he's got a record of 42 wins, 37 coming by knockout, uh, only uh, one loss and one draw uh, coming uh, at the hands of Canelo Alvarez. Um, he's got, uh, as a pro, 44 pro fights, 228 rounds with an 84% uh, knockout ratio. He's 40 years old, eight years older than Canelo uh, on Saturday night. He does hold a two-and-a-half-inch height advantage at five foot ten and a half. And like I mentioned earlier, he's got a 70-inch uh, reach, which is about the same. It's a half-inch less than, uh, than Canelo. Um, can, uh, Triple G, he's got some big wins, too. I mean, I, the truth of the matter is, is he's fought everybody that he had to. He he cleaned out the middleweight division. The big names that he's got wins over, Martin Murray, Curtis Stevens, Danny Jacobs, Kel Brook, uh, and everybody else that mattered uh, in the middleweight division during his career. What's impressive about him is a 23-fight knockout streak um, uh, before uh, he, he uh, uh, won a fight on a decision. But what makes that record uh, even more impressive is of those 23 fights that he won by knockout, 18 were world title fights. So, I mean, I, you know, this guy, uh, you know, I, we, we all said year, you know, years ago before we were talking about him as an aging fighter that maybe he didn't get the, the credit that he deserves. I think after his fight, uh, career is over he certainly will get uh, that credit in terms of uh, Hall of Fame caliber and stuff like that uh, the type of fighter he is well Dax mentioned it before he used to have a great jab um, sometimes he uses it sometimes he don't uh, I, I think that he's a well-rounded fighter um, you know weaknesses 
I see his belly. You know, body shots have proven, especially in the last Canelo fight, that he doesn't like them and he gets hurt by them. Um, you know, movement, head movement, uh, you know, uh, throwing enough punches. I think what's going to uh, come into play here is the age. I know everybody's saying that, but I'm not saying it because of the age, the number. I'm saying it because of his wind, his stamina. Uh, is he going to be able to go all out for 12 rounds? Because that's what I think he needs to be able to do. In order to win this fight, I think Triple G does, like Dax mentioned earlier, needs to use his jab a lot, but he also has to follow it with some power punches. He's got to keep Canelo thinking. He's got to keep Canelo away from him if he can because if Canelo gets close and starts working the body it's going to not only hurt uh, uh, Triple G it's going to tire him out and his stamina is is a big issue here how do I see the fight going well listen I'd make no mistake I, I'm a fan of both of these fighters um, and I would love nothing more uh, for Triple G to win this fight as a matter of fact when I put my fan hat on I'm going to be rooting for Triple G all night. Um, but how do I see this fight going? I see this fight going to Canelo. Dax mentioned that he's definitely going to get the nod if it goes to the scorecards. But in my opinion, this fight will not go to the scorecards. I think that this fight's going to end by a knockout uh, some way, shape, or form. Either Triple G is going to stun everybody and stop uh, Canelo or Canelo's going to stop Triple G. Either way, I don't think it goes to the scorecards. I think Canelo's going to wear him down. I think he's going to look every bit of 40, he meaning Triple G. I think he's going to look every bit of 40 years old on Saturday night. And uh, I, I hope he puts on a good show. I hope he wins. But I'm picking Canelo. I think that uh, Canelo's just become too big and too strong. Um, despite Triple G making the weight, despite Triple G you know, being slightly taller, um, he's nowhere near the bigger man, and it's going to look it on Saturday night. My official prediction will be uh, Canelo by stoppage, but I will be rooting for Triple G. Alex, what's your thoughts, man? Well, I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, I think that um, I'm really looking forward to it, first of all. I do think that it's very likely to be the best, uh, or at least that's my hope, is that it's the best of the three and i think i think it has the potential for that because i do think if there's this one's the grudge match um so i think that uh in a way because of that all bets are off uh and and because it's at a different weight class what we've seen before i'm not sure how much it has to do with what we're going to see um i thought in the first fight i thought golovkin won the second fight, I thought Canelo won, but then when I added my card up, I had it even. Um, so these guys are very, very well matched. I think now father time and just plain size uh, has moved in the direction of Canelo Alvarez. He's bigger. He's, I think his reflexes, you know, the last time Golovkin fought, he looked good, but he did... He had to work, you know, to get to stop that guy, Murata. And um, now one thing about Golovkin's style, he always has to work. That's one of the reasons why I like him. Uh, he's an action fighter. He's a offense-minded fighter. 
whereas Canelo is more, especially late, uh, you know, uh, this stage in his career, he's more of a counterpuncher. However, we saw in the second fight that he could come forward too. And because now he might have something to prove, he definitely has something to prove after the Bivol loss, I think we might see a really aggressive Canelo. So you're right. I think it's very possible we're going to see a stoppage uh, in Canelo's favor. But I don't, I'm going to be rooting for Triple G too, just because I like that style more. Uh, I do think Canelo is the better fighter at this point in their careers. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of mileage on Triple G. Um, at the same time, I, I don't know. I think this fight's happening at a good time because if there's ever a chance that maybe he can exploit a little bit of con um, is the confidence still there after the loss to Bivol? Because he lost big. Um, but I think you guys are right that in order to win in Vegas, I mean, he's going to have to win like 10 rounds to two to get a seven to five card. True. And, you know, I... You know, the thing is, is that, you know, it's interesting to, to hear you say that, you know, you think Canelo is the better fighter now, um, which, you know, I'm not going to argue. And, and, and Dax basically said the same thing earlier. But the other issue is, I think skill set wise, I think Triple G still is the better skilled fighter, whether he could put it all together or not. At 40 years old. I mean, remember, Dax, you, you mentioned his lengthy uh, amateur career. Um, I mean, this is a guy that knows what he's doing inside the, inside the squared circle. You know, um, it's just going to be a matter of his mind uh, knowing what he needs to do. Can his body keep up with the mind thought process? Because that's what happens when superstar athletes age. It happens in every sport, but it's the most noticeable in boxing. You know, uh, can he move when he needs to move out of the way? Can he, you know, uh, uh, you know slip in that punch, that counter punch, when, he, when that short little opening is there? You know, that's the time when you start to see a, a fighter, you know, aging. This is when we get that. They're aging before our eyes. Yeah, because we're witnessing what they're living through. You know, their mind is telling them that, to throw that punch, but their arm is just like, wait, wait, just wait one more second. Okay, I'll, I'll get it out there, you know. Um, and that's the vulnerability uh, that, the you know, the age factor uh, uh, plays in, in this. But uh, I do think it's going to be exciting. Um, I, you know, I wish the rest of the card was a little better. I mean, uh, it's not very good, that card. I mean, um, you, you got uh, Jesse uh, Rodriguez uh, fighting uh, Israel Gonzalez. And the always entertaining Gabe Rosado is fighting. Uh, but, you know, I love Gabe Rosado. But, you know, unfortunately, his skin can't hold up. I mean, he gets so battered and bleeding. And, you know, he's constantly getting fights stopped. But, uh uh, I wish the rest of the card was a little more entertaining, fellas. What do you think? Yeah, I wish it was a little bit more, too. I think this version of Gabriel Rosado, as I um, mentioned one or two shows ago, he's a, he's a, um, smart, a smarter boxer instead of just standing there trading, um, which is something that he would have did earlier in his career due to the fact that he cuts so easily. And because he has that... Philly fighter mentality, for example, like with the Triple G fight where it was like no stopping him. I think this guy would have won a world title. 
But um, as far as uh, Jesse Rodriguez versus Israel Gonzalez, you know, I am not really uh, too excited about that, even though it is a uh, junior bantamweight title. You know, uh, my last thing that I will say on um, Triple G and Canelo is the fact that, um, let's be honest, Triple G, when he was fighting these guys and, and developing that knockout streak, he could have been fighting these bigger names, but they, they avoided him. And and, and, I, and I will call the names out that avoided him at the time. Danny Jacobs, they avoided him at the time. Peter Quillen avoided him at the time. Um, Miguel Cotto, avo- uh, even though Miguel started 140 pounds, him and Canelo avoided him at that time. Remember, we had the 154-pound um, catchweight middleweight champion for those year, couple of years and that. And so... Um, That's the only one that he didn't fight was Martinez, Sergio Martinez. He well, fought. yeah, but Sergio Martinez, you know, at that point in time was coming to an end of his career anyway. And Sergio Martinez would have fought him. But now just just hear me out. You know, now this is the final fight most likely of his career, win, lose, or draw. And Canelo at 168 pounds, not at 160 pounds. Triple G can come in at 161 pounds, 163 pounds, and he's still a super middleweight. Canelo can come in as high as 175 pounds. Do I mean 177 pounds because of the IBF rehydration rule of uh, 10 pounds? Then you add the age difference, you know, and then just it would be different if these first two fights were Barrera, Morales, or Vasquez and Marquez. You know, if they were that type of exciting, yeah, you know, there'd be a call for it. But you know, Canelo, and no, I'm not downtrodding his career. He has fought some great fighters, and he has accomplished a lot. But you know what? You were the one that brought up about the legacy, and there's some other guys out there right now that Canelo really needs to, especially after this loss to Dimitri Bavall. If he really wants to show Canelo is the man that we all think he is, and he's not the guy that has been carefully promoted into the superstar he thinks he is, that we all... um. See, there's some guys in that super middleweight division that are very more credible than a hundred than a 40 year old Triple G who has one fight in over two years. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, that's just the way I look at it, but I'm gonna root for Triple G. But again, as you guys stated, it's very possible that Canelo does score a knockout. And in terms of the fight overall, though, you know, I'm it's it, I'm embarrassed. Well, for, uh, I. I you know, I don't disagree with you often, but I, I clearly disagree with you on your thoughts on uh, fighting people, you know, not fighting the right people at the right time. Triple G fought everybody that was available in the middleweight division except for Sergio Martinez. Um, everyone else. As far as the Daniel Jacobs fight, yeah, that came a little later because, you know, I don't want to use that story, but yes, we all know that Daniel Jacobs, after he got knocked out, you know, he, he had the cancer and all of that, and he made a comeback, uh, and he did fight. Canelo has fought everybody. I mean, listen, we're, we're talking about a guy who ducked fighters. You know, you, you know who that was, you know. Um, he's fighting, uh, you know, exhibition matches now. These two guys, like him or not, Triple G and Canelo, both have fought everybody that has been available i you know i i hope that there's one more fight i think that it is going to be an entertaining fight uh no matter how you slice it i just think that that's the makeup of triple g and we know 
that Canelo's pride, uh, you know, if Triple G starts stinging him a little bit, uh, like Alex said, you know, you know, Canelo's going to, uh, you know, want to come back and, and we might get an inch. If somebody's going, it's not going to go to the scorecards. So I, I really think that, uh, and, and Alex, you said the same thing. You don't think it's going to the scorecards, right? You got to unmute. You got to unmute. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to uh, make sure that I don't echo. I know. Um, what, 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 I don't know. I think these guys match up so well. There's going to, I hope we're not like the, the last two fights. I was hoping, man, if this was a 15 round fight, we'd, we'd get a definitive winner. Um, because these guys match up so well. I think because of the weight, I think it's very possible we will see a stoppage this time. Um, just because that uh, dehydration takes so much out of you. Um, but you know, I, I'm, that's the beauty of boxing is that, um, it's, it's wonderful when, when, um, something goes the opposite of what I predict, you know, because, um, it's, I, it's like, you think, you know, a sport and then nope, uh, surprise. Um, so I do think that, and I, in terms of the body, um, I think that, yeah, the body shots, I mean, who likes getting hit to the, body? nobody, nobody. Piston Honda from the pit punch out game, or actually that might have been his vulnerability. Maybe it was Bald Bull that was really tough for the body. Um, but I don't think any Hippo, the Hippo guy. That's how King you had Hippo. to be. King Hippo, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the uh, so I do think, and of course, uh, Canelo is brutal to the body. Um, I think that if this of the three fights, this is going to be um, most likely the least tactical and the most brutal that's just I, my I, expectation i, I think you're right what we're hearing from them i think you're they right like each other. they don't like each other and you add into the fact how well they know each other i mean we're talking this is round 25 no you're so I, it's I, very possible there's no need for a feeling out round um these guys have wanted to get their hands on each other um I think the yeah the only drawbacks really about and I don't I kind of disagree with Dax. I mean I, I don't see this as sort of a consolation prize uh, or an easy fight by no means. I do think Canelo's going to win because I think you know it's it's the old lion sort of situation and the young tiger is just it's kind of silly not to favor the young tiger. But there's times Springs Toledo wrote this. Uh, I mentioned how there's times those old lions surprise us. Remember uh, Hopkins versus Kelly Pavlik uh, or Foreman versus Michael Moore. Um, so, you know, it's possible we will see something like that, especially because of, um, you know, there's that extra ment possibly that mental fragility in that uh, Canelo's coming off a loss. However, I think that uh, the kind of athlete he is, that's just going to make him more. Yeah, but but wait a minute. Hyper competitive. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think that that is why it's going to be a brutal fight. I think Triple G knows that this is his last hurrah, and he's going to give it his all. And I think that a point that Dax made earlier, I think that Canelo, because he's trying to to basically camouflage his loss to Bivol that he may not be thinking as clearly. He may be going into this fight and and do things that he wouldn't normally do. That sense of cautiousness is going to be gone. I, I don't know. I, I really think that it's it's going to be, a like I said earlier, 
I think it's going to boil down to Triple G's stamina. Um, I don't think that we have to worry about uh, Canelo's stamina, but I think Triple G's uh, stamina is going to make the difference. I'm looking for an exciting fight. I want to make sure everybody tunes in approximately six minutes after the official uh, verdict is, is rendered and announced because we'll be here doing our post-fight show. And hopefully you guys can be in the chat room and give us your thoughts and we'll uh, talk about them on air. One thing I want to bring up here real quick before we pack it in. I told everyone it was going to be a short uh, and sweet show. I got an email from my man, Mike. And, I, you know, I, I, normally I would wait until we had a regular show to, to talk about it. But the topic is so great. It's my main man. Marlene Starling is is uh, that's the topic. And Mike writes. Hey, Billy, have you guys ever thought of doing a show based on guys you think should be in the Hall of Fame but aren't? The reason I bring this up is because I believe that Marlon Starling is no doubt a Hall of Famer based on other guys who are in. Two-time welterweight champ. He's fought anyone at any time. Uh, if it if you can't do a full show, could you touch on it? Uh, or if you guys think Moochie uh, belongs in the Hall. Let, let, let me tell you something. Um and, and I, I'll admit right off the bat, I'm, I'm biased because I'm so tight with Marlon. I, I love the guy, all right? But I've dissected, and as a matter of fact, just so you know, Mike, uh, it, it's, it's, I've talked to Marlon. He wants to come on. Um, I'm going to do a whole piece on Marlon and then have Marlon on. Um, he's excited about coming on. I just got to get him technically up to speed so he can, uh, uh, we can see his face on, on the uh, broadcast. Um, but I, too, believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm shocked that he's not. Um, I think the reason and the only uh, reasons that it has ever been explained to me is the other people that are in beat him, um, but they don't look at the fights the way I do. Uh, every one of the losses except for one, um, he won those fights. Uh, and I'm not even counting the one where they got knocked out after the bell and they didn't even give him the bell pack, even though they made it a no contest. Um, I, you know, I, I, I believe, in a, and I'll get your guys' thoughts in a second, I believe Marlon Starling is no doubt a Hall of Famer. And he's the kind of fighter that I wish a lot more of the young boxing fans knew who he was and watched his fights because this was a guy... That was defensively strong. He was hard to hit. He had all the skills. He could box. He could drop you. He could stop you. He could do it all. Um, he just wasn't, like Dax mentioned before about the judges, he wasn't on that A side, so to speak, a lot of times. He was the guy that was brought in that was supposed to lose, and then he would open up a can of whoop-ass on his, on his opponent, and then you'd see him lose. Look at his record. All those losses. Uh, majority or uh, split decision losses and stuff like that. That's generally when you see, listen, when you see two things on somebody's record, a lot of draws and a lot of split decision losses, you see a guy that's getting robbed a lot. What's your guys' thoughts on Marlon Starling? Dax, you first. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, absolutely. We've discussed this many times. And believe it or not, there's a lot of fighters now on social media who have been wondering how come Marlon Starling is not in the Hall of Fame. Um, Michael Nunn, who got out of prison recently, take that fight there. You mentioned uh, majority draw. He lost that fight by majority draw. And at that time, I believe he was the WBC welterweight champion, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, Marlon Sarlin did kind of fall into a little bit of that syndrome, like I stated about Triple G, in terms of 
just didn't have the right promoter behind him or the promoter with enough push or the promoter with the desire to push him enough to put him in there with the other guys that were as you know the younger fans were boxing has crowned the four kings because he was he was that fifth king that was just from a country not big enough to risk going against because you know the financial the, you know the financial repercussions was not worth it so that's why you know he was always kept in the back but look at the guys he's beaten you know um the, the list, you know, uh, Mark Breland, you know, for example, and just so, so many guys you can go on and on and on. But every year what aggravates me is the fact that the Brophies use him. They bring him up there and they cart him around and they show him off, but, you know, they don't they don't get him in there and they, they can get him in let, there. Let me tell you, I've talked to him about that specifically. And let me tell you, Marlon enjoys being with the fans that's why he does it he's totally on to that 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 uh, you know and that's one of the reasons i don't go as much anymore i i just feel that they mistreat the fighters in terms of uh you know herding them around like cattle but like marlon said to me we had a lengthy conversation about that you know n not only himself but other fighters like him um they enjoy the 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 opportunity to interact with the fans even though you got to pay extra to do it <laughs> with the trophies, but uh, but uh, Marlon loves it. What's your thoughts, uh, Alex, on Marlon Starling uh, in the Hall of Fame? I, I definitely agree that he should be in there. Um, and yeah, I would love to do a like an in-depth uh, discussion of his credentials. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, growing up in Connecticut, it was easy to be a fan of his. He had his own style. Connecticut, wait a minute. Dax keeps telling me you're from Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think one of the things about it was that uh, he had his, I think, that made him, it, it judges tend not to like defensive fighters all that much. And Marlon had his own def really defensive style. And stylistically, he was fun to watch. He used to keep his hands up here kind of like this always smiling you know and then he would have that he had the starling stomp uh so yeah it, it would be great to get him to talk tell us about that stuff he had a very interesting manager too um who was a very that could also work sometimes that works for you sometimes that works against you um you know if the people that are bringing you to the dance uh, nobody likes them you know what i mean then yep. they'll take it out on the dancer yep um so uh so I do think that. Um, uh, yeah, Rock Newman. You're right. You're right. Riddick. Yeah, he yeah. says Riddick Bow, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, Rock Newman. Everyone hated him, you know. So, I, but I do think that. Um, yeah, I mean, the if you know nowadays with YouTube, you want to see a masterful performance. It was for the welterweight championship of the world. Watch Starlin Hunt, Starling versus Hunnigan. Uh, yeah, that, was, that that fight was uh, one of my favorites. Game. One of my favorites. And Marlon was supposed to lose. Marlon was supposed to lose big. I know, I know. But uh, all right, fellas, listen, uh, I'm looking forward to the fight and uh, looking forward to the post-fight. So everybody, make sure you tune in uh, Saturday night. As soon as uh, Triple G and Canelo is over, uh, we usually go on uh, about six minutes after the official uh, verdict is rendered. So... Uh, uh, we'll see you then. Make sure you show up. We want to hear your thoughts in the chat room. We'll talk about it on air and all that happy stuff. Until Saturday night, ciao, baby.